Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga, and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes, and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. Well, here we are. Week whatever it is of COVID semi-locked down life. And I thought, hmm, that which we thought was going to be a sprint is turning into a bit of a marathon, don't you think? And while some people are no doubt enjoying that, I think that there are other people who are suffering quite a bit. And my heart really goes out to those people because Shiva and I were talking this morning. It's really not how we've been socialised. We haven't been socialised to be okay being alone. We actually know that if you put little premature babies in isolation and you don't handle them, they fail to thrive. And this was done years and years ago because they thought it was better because they wouldn't get infected with things and they'd have a better survival rate. It was done with the best intention, but the problem became that the children actually need human interaction or they can't, they can't thrive. And in a couple of discourses that have come through me from the divine in the last little while, there's been quite a focus upon the need for human connection and how utter isolation isn't good. And that's sort of tricky, isn't it, when we've also got at the same time the need to obey the law and play our part in preventing the spread and transmission of what can be, for a number of people, a deadly disease. For other people, they hardly know they've got it, but the trouble is it's roulette. You don't know whether you'll be one of the ones who don't know you've got it or one of the ones who drop dead from it. You just don't know. And I don't want us to live in fear either, but we do need to live in a balanced way. And I feel that the possibility is the divine is asking us to recalibrate in a way from the loneliness and recalibrating from loneliness that can we make the jump to look at solitude and solitude is a place where you're really in the presence of your own soul and I wonder if in ancient days it was solitude s-o-u-l-i-t-u-d you know because spelling changes words a lot, doesn't it? We don't make the mental connections between one thing and another because of spelling sometimes. But I just wonder, you know, solitude, is that a thing? Because I feel like we are in the presence of our soul when we're by ourselves in solitude. We don't feel lonely. We feel connected to everything. We feel like we're one with the whole universe and everyone in it. We tend to find that our heart opens, that we think differently instead of feeling like we're suffering and that we resent and resist the space we're in. Instead of that, we tend to flip into a place of gratitude and appreciation for everything. And that's a huge flip, isn't it, when the outer world hasn't changed. But 
I know from my own life, and I'm sure you would know from your life, that sometimes it's not the outer circumstances that determine your happiness. I've been in situations where I've even been on a holiday in a glamorous place where I've felt lonely and I've felt sad, probably even depressed, because the inner landscape wasn't in the right place, you know, and the relationships I might have been in at the time weren't going very well and I didn't know how to do anything about that at the time. I really just either blamed others or blamed myself and the blaming yourself tends to go into a spiral that's a downward spiral. I don't know if anyone else has had that experience but you do tend to when you start blaming yourself and why am I not happy, you know, why am I miserable where I'm at a five-star resort and surrounded by beautiful luxurious whatever and I just feel miserable so I think that that feeling of being very lonely certainly can happen when we are alone but it can happen when you're not alone as well it can happen when you're with other people and you just feel cut off from them you feel like somehow or other you don't belong that there's that they don't see you that somehow you're an observer to the situation you're watching it all go on but you're not really connected to it Has anyone had that sort of experience ever in your life? (laughs) It's not a nice place to be, that place. And I feel that we've covered that up a lot. Those sorts of feelings have been covered up by the prevailing cultural norm, which is basically consumerism. And through consumerism, We get to have a little burst of, yay, isn't that exciting because I just got a whatever it is. (laughs) And whilst, you know, I like consumerism as much as the next person does, the test as to whether or not you're a bit addicted to it or reliant on it would be when the opportunities for consumerism suddenly disappear because you're asked to maintain isolation in your home, say, does it make you miserable? Do you miss being able to get out and do those things and then feel really bad and lonely and sad because those opportunities aren't there. And, you know, there are times when we do feel like that and that doesn't make us wrong or bad. But what I'm wondering is, is there an opportunity here on a spiritual plane for us to turn an adversity into some kind of advantage for ourselves. And I think a lot of the time that our spirituality can be used that way to great effect. And I'm not talking about religious stuff. I'm talking about the pure essence of spirituality that's in the human condition. Lately, the um, guidance I've been getting has had a lot to do with kindness and how there's an old expression, the milk of human kindness And the milk of human kindness, a metaphor for that is breastfeeding, the flow of that divine milk. You know, there's the energy of the mother, there's the love of the mother in the milk that goes to the baby. But the milk of human kindness, I think, when observed clairvoyantly, is also a field of energy that stretches from one heart to another. And that the milk of human kindness It doesn't have to be about breastfeeding, but it has to do with that idea that from our hearts is flowing this sort of white light, I suppose, and that there's love in it. 
Anyway, so I decided let's just see what happens if we pick a couple of Strength of the Soul cards. So I did, and I got two. And one of them was the power to give. And I thought, interesting, the power to give. So how is the power to give relevant to this issue of feeling lonely and feeling cut off? How is that relevant? And so I wonder what you think about how is that relevant? What do you think about? How could you give from this place you're in? Some of my friends who've um, been involved in 12-step programs have said that one of the practices they have, and I love learning about the practices from all different spiritual traditions, but one of their practices is when you're feeling like crap, go and help someone who seems to be in a worse position than you are. And then it actually helps you. It kind of lifts your spirits to think that even feeling like you are, you have the power to do something for someone else and to help another person. And Brian says, service is a stepladder out of depression. I think that's right. And Ananda says, giving to others brings joy to ourselves. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether this give thing could be a key to, and it's hard to feel like giving when you feel like your cup's empty, when you're feeling blur, can be very hard. And I feel like the giving can also be giving to yourself to start with until you feel you've got a little bit of energy and then see who could I help. And the other card that I picked was the power to commit. That card's got wedding bands on it, (laughs) but I don't think it's to do with that in this context. What I felt intuitively when that card popped itself out of the pack is committing to yourself actually and to your own spiritual well-being. And I agree with uh, Terry says, giving to self was all I was capable of at the deepest time. And I think that's true. That is so true. But what about committing to yourself then at that time? What about really making sure that you have a, a bit of a strategy in place for, okay, well, it's 10 o'clock, that means I'm going to go for a walk. It's 11 o'clock, so that means I'm going to start cooking something nourishing that I can have for lunch or dinner. Having a bit of a schedule in place that you write out and maybe pin it to your fridge or put it on your kitchen table can be a great way to commit to yourself because one of my former teachers used to say, unless you schedule, you're not committed. And a good example of that is when you meet someone on the street you haven't seen for a long time, which wouldn't happen right now, so probably a poor example. <laughs> and you go, oh, hi, how are you going? Lovely to see you. Oh, we must catch up sometime. Yeah, yeah, see ya. And then you go away from each other without actually getting your diaries out and or your calendars and putting something in about when you're going to meet up. And very, very often <laughs> we don't we don't meet up. It was kind of like, yeah, 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 but there's no commitment because it was not scheduled. And so that's true in the business world. Everyone schedules everything in the business world. You can have schedulitis actually, because I think I got schedulitis there for a while because I was so sick of my whole life running on schedules. And and then if it floods into every day of the week, you've got things scheduled, you can really burn out. Um, But when you're scheduling for yourself, 
And that's what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about self-care, looking after yourself and really being ruthless with your unavailable sign for other people on in some of those times. Then what can happen is that you can start then rebuilding your own stock of personal energy. So the commitment card, I feel, could be very useful for us today. And so can the give card. And so, you know, we did think COVID was going to be a sprint. It's turned into at least a short marathon. For some, it feels like a long marathon, but it could be for another few months because when we looked at the astrology of what celestial potency had been utilised to power the chaos on Earth, we found that it had to do with Pluto and Jupiter being conjunct in the skies. Pluto is about transformation and power and Jupiter is about big, make it bigger, make it bigger, make it bigger. And that can be a beneficial transit and it can also be a deeply, deeply, huge, vast cosmic transformation going on for the whole of the planet like we're having at the moment. And it had three passes of that transit. The first one was in March when we all went into lockdown. The second one was in the last week of July when mayhem is breaking out all over the world again. Victoria's situation's going crazy with COVID cases getting out of control and a lot of them they can't trace now. So that was, this is going to be a worse time again. And then the third time is in November. I can't remember the date. And so often by the third pass of an astrological transit, you're getting to where the solution is. Often you are. It's not inevitable. So either there'll be a further outbreak in November or they'll be issuing vaccines in about November. So so we want to pray for that, I'm sure, so that we can have some hope about this situation being contained enough that we can move forward to a life that is not as locked down as now. And might I say that I don't want to go back to life as it was. I don't know about you. I don't really have a sense of wanting to go back to life as it was. I feel like when the divine gives you a serious message like's being given this year to the whole world, you don't want to go back because you'll get another serious message from the divine if you do that. So for all of us, it's about, okay, how are we going to embody some transformed habits in our own life that will benefit us, that when we get out of COVID, we will be more enriched as people, even though we've had to churn some stuff, even though we've had to look at ourselves, even though we've had to go deeper in this, you know, this exercise of being able to be okay in isolation, which is not really a natural condition for humans because we're herd animals. So the only way I know how to deal with it is to dive into your spirituality and making sure that you're connecting through meditation, mantra, kirtan or puja, whatever floats your boat, but that every day you have the habit. And that's where the word religious actually came from. You religiously do something. You know, it becomes, it's your habit of committed activity. So it's this, so when I say religious, I'm not talking about organized religion that's imposed from 
a different structure. I'm talking about the self-arising truth that you actually know you need to be doing whatever it is. And I would suggest that some connecting meditation is essential right now if we're going to come out of this better than we went in, but also looking at some behavioural change. What behavioural change could you adopt during this time when we actually have more time because we're being barred from the normal habits of let's just go to a restaurant, let's go to the movies, let's go bowling, whatever you do, let's go to sporting fixtures, all the distractions of the material world. I mean, I'm sure there's sages and saints in the Himalayas going, yippee, look at this, all that materialistic stuff. No one can do it at the moment. Yay. Uh, (laughs) That'll make it easy for people to practice renunciation. Well, yes and no. Because just because it's not available doesn't mean you don't miss it. And if you're missing it, you're still attached to it. You're not renunciating at all, really. You're just missing something. It's still in your spirit, just as strong as it was when you're doing it. So the practice of renunciation could be something that we look at. What would you like to renounce? And renunciation doesn't, you know, some people think, oh, all the fun stuff gets banned. But actually, no. What happens is you decide where would I like to pick up my vibration? Where would I like to become stronger? Where would I like to be more connected with the people I love? How would I like to develop some skills that I might not have at the moment? Or how would I like to improve on the skills I already have? And, uh, you know, there's been some funny memes around about what self-improvement thing have you done during COVID? And people going, yeah, yeah, whatever. But truly, it's the time of our lives to to really do it if we, ex- it's just a bit about acceptance. Can I just accept this is the situation I find myself in? The things I normally do are not available. So I'm going to accept that and I'm going to find something that will nourish my soul to lift and strengthen myself so that when the world opens again, I will re-greet the world as a stronger person with more resources to lead the best life I could possibly be be leading. And I was thinking today too about this thing about social isolation not being that great for people because we're herd animals, we're not meant to be alone, little tiny babies in incubators that don't thrive if you don't handle them. And we like hugs, don't we? We like to be touched, to have massage or to have some kind of human contact. It's It's unnatural not to. So during all of this, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So if we accept that things aren't quite the same as they were, what if we were able to, with our giving card, reach out to someone you know who you haven't spoken to for a while and just give them a call, see how they're going? So the first thing is commit to doing something for yourself. And the commitment is a dedication to a person, place or plan or project that others can rely on us. And so the person here is yourself committing to you, that we're true to our word and commit with our heart and that the commitment will bring opportunities that enrich our soul. And through the power of commitment, we can access the depth of devoted love. Oh, and Brian says, why don't you write a letter to someone? There you go. And he actually does write letters. And Rudram says it's very hard for some people. My friend had a mental breakdown recently. Yeah, and I was reading a thing 
about a multimillionaire who committed suicide last week. And you'd think, well, what problems would he have? He should be fine, but couldn't handle the isolation is the reason they think he did it. So we do have to be very caring of ourselves at this time. And if we can see it as a spiritual exercise, then I think it's going to be better than seeing it as a deprivation of our rights. I think if we're seeing life as we're being deprived of the right to go out where we want to go and we're being deprived of this and it's not fair and all that stuff, it'll make us feel miserable and lead us into error, most probably. But if instead we can flip it and go, hmm, well, spiritually, there's a lift and shift going on, I'm going to catch it. So I'm going to catch that lift and shift, this big wave coming through. And even though I said before that Pluto conjunct Jupiter, it makes everything big. It's power to transform, makes it really big. And because it's Pluto, which is an outer planet, it's likely to be societal, not just personal, because the transit's happening for everyone. But it's also likely to be for every single person on the earth that there's this opportunity for this transformation. One of the things I also think of about transformation is that if we do it voluntarily, (laughs) we don't have to get sent a whole lot of painful, somewhat negative karma to cause us to have to change. You see, one way or another, your soul has an agenda for things it would like you to try and embody whilst you're in this precious human life. And that agenda can be, you know, the school of hard knocks is often the agenda, but it's not as a punishment, it's to help us learn. And the most valuable lessons are the lessons around compassion and kindness, how to be really loving. These are the things you're learning. And often when we close down to those things, We just feel like we're being punished. Anyway, that's a whole blob of stuff, isn't it? But the power to commit. So I'm going to set you a challenge. What one thing could you commit to this week that would be life-affirming for you? What one thing would help you in the life that you'll be leading, well, now, but also post-COVID, that would be helpful? So you might want to think about that. And then if you're feeling good, if you're feeling like you're managing okay, then the power to give comes in that you're probably already doing something to fill your own cup, keep that up. But what can you do to reach out to other people just to see if they're going all right? Because they might be going all right some of the time, but not other times. And just hearing from someone would make such a difference. So... Providing lasting happiness happens through giving. Shanti Dharma says our local cafe owner took his own life two days ago and it's affected the whole community. On the outside, he was happy and smiling and holding it all together. So it's important to reach out to ourselves and others with kindness. Yeah. And Brian says, let go or be dragged is another indelicate AA slogan. Let go or be dragged. How true. The universe is good at that, isn't it? Carrot and the stick, all that stuff. Yeah, so I think that if you remember history, 
Back in the Great Depression, a lot of people committed suicide. A lot of people went through such suffering at that time. So at this, I, I think you're right, Shani Dhamra. I do think we need to be reaching out to the people around us and seeing how they're going and just taking a bit more care than we normally do because it's a very strange time. All right, well, I think we've got something to think about this week, committing, and if you're feeling up to it, giving to others. But if you're not in that place, then give to yourself. What would that mean? Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. Daddy.